monsters, evil spirits and entities, it's time to get our horror on. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 15 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together, we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. You can watch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on YouTube. But what we really want to know is, Jennifer, how has your week been? Oh, you got to stop asking me that. I have no life. It's never interesting. Um, I'm going to ask you every week, so. I know, because it's polite. I should just start making shit up. Um, Pretty good. (laughs) Very busy, as always. Um, I pretty much uh, very excited. Shudder has finally come to Australia. What is Shudder? So Shudder is a streaming service um, dedicated to horror movies and horror TV. Really? Uh, They do a lot of. Yeah, so they do a lot of original content and just have a lot of just dedication to horror. Um, Hasn't been available in Australia. They just did a soft launch, which means you can't get the app, but you can watch stuff on your laptop. So So it's not an app uh, as in I can't watch it on Apple TV or PlayStation or anything like that yet or smart TV. It's just not Not computer. yet. Yeah, it's it's just a soft launch at this stage, but... The rest will come. So it was a little bit frustrating because, you know, I just really want to sit down on the couch and watch it on the telly, but I'm like hunched over my desk in the dark listening to everything and watching everything on headphones, mm. which isn't too bad. A flaccid um, launch. <laughs> yes. So I caught up. I, I The first thing I did was I watched the Cursed Film series. So uh, about five episodes and they run through all these films that have curses um, so you poltergeist, your omens, the crow, that kind of thing. All the negative and weird shit that happened on um, the sets. So, yeah, uh, aside from that, finally got around to cataloging my vinyl collection, Ooh. which was a feat and a half. Did you but do it like in now- High Fidelity? Do you remember that? When he he always goes through his vinyl collection and redoes it and like, like how are you cataloging it this time? And he's like, he catalogs it in a time... Of when he bought it. Okay. So he's like, I have to remember that on like this year of this month when I was going out with this girl was the time she broke my heart and I went out and bought this record. He like chronologically or something like that. Like, like, No, I I just got the app from Discogs and I sat and scanned the barcode of everything. And so so that way when I go to the record shop, I'm not like buying multiples of one vinyl because I'm like, did I? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I I've been I just been doing a bit of TV this week. Um, apart from I played Dungeons and Dragons on Saturday, um, with uh, we like, through Hack the Dino with the Hack the Dino team. Unfortunately, halfway through I got explosive diarrhea and we had to stop. <laughs> oh no! I don't, I must have eaten something really weird or something. And yeah, oh, I had to. That's I, just I, my fear. I had to run out, and I, but it was that real bad sickness, you know, like where you start. You get really you like get weak and shaky. Yeah. And so I, uh, oh. and then I just went to bed at like, you know, 2 p.m. and just slept until the next day and it went away. Were you sick? No, it's no. just you'd eaten something. I just, I just, I just reckon I ate something bad. I had oh, eaten really? the worst combination of food throughout the day. Like me being, I've got a really strict diet. Um, people don't know yes. I've got a really, I'm like pre diabetic and so I can only eat certain things. And that day I just dropped it. I ate half a block of cheese. In one go, because oh, I was like, people people came around and I wasn't ready, so I was like, I better make eat something. And then like Ben brought around some food, and he's like, he bought like cheese and bacon rolls, and I was like, I just have a nibble of one. Three rolls later, 
I'm not sitting there going, oh. And then I had a whole 1.25 litre bottle of soft drink to myself. And that's all I ate. <laughs> and I oh, my God, Dan. No. It's, that's that's giving me diarrhea. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Giving you diarrhea just I, listening to it? Oh, it does. Yeah, uh, like, I, because I can't eat anything with dairy. I shouldn't have anything with gluten. And so the, just hearing this just gives me super anxiety and we're a, stomach ache. <laughs> we're, a bl- we're a bloody mess, aren't we? Um, I know, right? I also uh, started watching Doom Patrol. Um, yep. As in, based on the, you know, like that. Have you seen that show? I haven't. What's it streaming on? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let it's me have a look. Um, I, I can have a look because I've got all the streaming, so I don't really notice stuff like that because I've got smart TV, oh. which logs everything in. Uh, yeah. I'll work it out later. Um, yes. But, um, yeah, Doom Patrol, like, Crazy. Do you know of the Doom Patrol what they are? I know of it slightly, but I know Brandon Fraser's in it, which is cool. Yeah. Um so basically the Doom Patrol is a DC superhero team. They're not really superheroes, but they're the people that get called in when shit doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's created yeah. by Grant Morrison, who uh, in his most um uh, vivid uh acid taking and mushroom taking years, he created the Doom Patrol. <laughs> And, sure. All right, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but like in the in the first couple of episodes, that the their enemy is the narrator of the TV show. <laughs> they fight. <laughs> they fight the, the narrator who can do anything because they're just narrating, and he goes back and creates like flashbacks and then narrates them differently, so their future is different and shit. Like. Is this similar to the episode of Futurama where the brain comes and the only way to outsmart the brain is to trap it in a book? And a book that he's writing himself? Kind of. It's just like it's the problems that don't make sense, like, in the DC okay. universe. So, uh, like, when you're reading a Grant Morrison comic, you have to consider yourself as being how you affect the narrative as the reader reading it and stuff uh-huh. like that. And, you know, all that just ridiculous, like, you know, wizard thought and shit like that. Because he actually thinks he's a wizard as well, Grant Morrison. He's a certified <laughs> wizard. And so, is, um, so does Alan Moore think that, but they both don't think that each other are wizards and they hate each other. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know. That brings me joy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, yeah, so this stuff is, like, outside the box. Like, you, you, sure. you can't even imagine, like, how ridiculous this goes. But it makes sense. And, like, they okay. talk about because it's in the DC Universe, so they talk about the Justice League and Batman and, like, and stuff like that. But they're, these, they're just a bunch of weirdos, like. Like it's very, it's very good. Watch it. Like seriously, watch it. It's, right. it's it's on the level of Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Okay, I'm putting it on the list because I am looking for something. Oh, definitely new watch, to watch it. And then we can just we can wax about that forever. Uh, and then the other thing is quickly I want to mention is I watched the Evil Dead Two documentary called Swallowed Souls, and that was awesome. I, I mean, I finished watching it from last week. <laughs> no, I yeah, I watched You're it. Like, Did you watch it last week? Yeah, I yes, watched, watched it too. Then I started watching Docker of the Dead, which is like the documentary about zombie movies, and it goes through, you know, all through from like you know early early Romero to early like voodoo zombie and everything, you know, everything. And then um, it's, got, cool. it's got like it's got like uh, Bruce Campbell in it, it's got Simon Pegg in it, it's got Romero in it, it's got you know everyone's in it. Like this Docker, it's kind yeah. of cool if you like zombies, which I don't that much, but I enjoy watching yeah. stuff about filmmaking. Well, I did say I because I watched the documentary the other day, Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue. Um, it was on I can't remember what streaming service it was on now. I've got it on DVD somewhere from when I was doing uni. Um, but it's like horror, the history of horror um, in America and how it sort of uh, with each decade and generation, there's 
sort of how it's all re- relative to the politics and stuff. So um, it's it's super interesting. And then it just talks about a lot of really great films as well. So if you like it, check that one out. Yeah, I've really gotten into docos recently, especially horror docos. And every time you watch one, you see how they do it. You feel like you can create a film. Do you get that? Yes. Yeah, like, I'm like I make feel it. slightly motivated to do a film. And then I watch one cut of the dead and I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to do a film. Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll get into that. So let's just yeah. move on. So now we're, we, we've changed up the style of the show. We don't uh, we don't have a uh, our own movies anymore. We just have our homework section now, which we work out at the end of the show. We've already worked out what we're going to watch next week, which we will announce at the end of the show so you guys can watch with us. And I think that will work mm-hmm. better if everyone knows what we're watching throughout the week, just in case some of the super fans yeah. want to watch them with us and hear, and think about how wrong we are in our opinions, which I often get <laughs> in other podcasts. <laughs> and so let's just move. I love opinions. Yeah, exactly. Opinionados. Let's move straight on to <laughs> homework. <laughs> so every week, Jennifer and I set ourselves three horror movies to watch as homework and then we review it together the following week. So this week, number one, we watched One Cut of the Dead. Now, I'd never heard of this, um, and this is your um, pick, Jen, so, yes. which was from 2017 by Shinichiro Ueda. Uh, yes. Oh, did I say that right? Shinichiro. She Shinichiro? Shinichiro. Yeah, Ueda. Yep. Uh, so the Japanese film. So did you want to take it away with the, uh, the, tr- <laughs> the traditional letterbox synopsis? Yes. Uh, the tagline. Don't stop shooting, which is actually the translation um, in Japanese to what it's actually called, which is really good. So it's not called um, One Cut of the Dead. The, no. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yep. It it is in the yeah. We'll get into the rest that. Of the, yeah. Yeah, anyway, okay. So things go badly for a hack director and a film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned Second World War Japanese facility. They are attacked by real zombies. Yeah, um, I really like the, the the guy. How he's like a what do they call him there? A um, like a hack director. He's a hack director, and he's like when he's like, yeah, like he so he makes his like living like he's he's like things are his motto is like cheap, fast, and and average. And, average. <laughs> and he and he mainly focuses on making um, uh, karaoke videos. You know those terrible movies. Yeah. So I like I want that on a business card. So straight away, this film opens up. It looks pretty bad, in my opinion, when I was watching it. And I actually didn't know if I was going to get through this film. Um, It's just a badly made, like you're watching this terrible zombie film, these like bad actors, like, you know, the the zombies are walking walking, going, ooh, you know, and you're watching it for a while and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) what the fuck is this shit? And then suddenly there's like a cut, cut, and there's a director comes in. So you're, you're like, oh, I'm watching a film of the making a zombie film. And, yes. you, and then you're like, all right, cool. And then you're like, yeah, it's still shit. <laughs> and I had weird uh, – and I've written here, actually, my notes are really strange. So my notes have uh, got chronological notes of me watching the film. So I've got all these re- weird uh, kind of criticisms of the film. But as it goes down, I work out that these criticisms are, are, are in there for a reason, these, these, these parts. So there's, yeah. there's weird cuts. There's bits where the actors kind of stop talking for a while or they'll just, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have no dialogue to say and they'll look around for a while and I'm like, mm, weird kind of vibe, like kind of I get yeah. where they're going but they're not. There's bits in the background where you can see dudes that are just sitting where they're not even part of the story. <laughs> yep. Uh, the film yep. 
right? It looked like it clearly had, it was clearly shot on video and it had like a film look on it. And I was watching it and it's going on and all this bad kind of shit's happening. But what made the film, what makes it unique is that it is one cut, one take, the whole film. Yes. So they had to so set up all this shit. You can tell that they're running around buildings and stuff. And, you know, the director's um, within the story, the director's going crazy. And, and yeah. What? Yeah, Jen. <laughs> yeah. So the, the first 37 minutes of this film was shot in one take and it took two days and six takes for the cast and crew to get the perfect one. I actually read that um, before I watched it and I kept thinking about that, going like, fuck doing this like six times. Like, cause it's thirty-seven right. minutes or whatever. Like, and it, and there's yeah. no, and there's also there's no in the in the one take, there is no CG help. Like, they don't cut it and like merge in or anything like that. There's no, you know, when when blood goes on the lens, they just wipe it off, like <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, which was really cool. And that that was an actual effect that they did. It wasn't something that was done in like the post. It was it was done then and there. On screen, they were filming it. Someone was wiping it off the camera. It was hilarious. Um, so it starts off really well with this, like you know, the standard slow zombie, and he's like, Ugh. and the girl's like, "Oh God, what's happening?" And he's like, Ugh. and then all of a sudden he bites her, and it's just as if he's crunching on some chips. He's just like, "Come, come, come!" And she's there, and she's meant to be playing dead, and then she just blinks. And you just realize, oh, my God, okay, so we're watching a really shitty homemade zombie film. I'm in. I'm all in. I was in, but I wasn't as well. (laughs) I was like, what? uh, The first thing is, for the first, like, 20 minutes, I was like, why is everyone telling me to watch this film? Why is every, no one's reviewed this badly? Like, this is shit. And then it got to like suddenly 30, 37 minutes in and suddenly the credits fucking roll. And I'm like, yes, what? What's going on? Like the film is over and then it cuts to a month earlier, which it it turns into a real film with real editing and real cameras. And it's the story of the month prior getting ready to create this film that we have just watched. So not only, so when you think about this film, you have you watching a film. You have a person in it making a film of a film and within that film, it's a person making a film (laughs) of a zombie film. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I've gotten my notes here. Oh, wow. It's it's getting better. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So you basically, like the first 37 minutes of the film, you've watched the film that you are about to watch them make. Make. So you've watched the film. You know what the film is. You know what's happening. Then it jumps into the like the lead up to this point, and holy fucking shit! But like, it's hilarious. So he gets employed by a cable company, which is releasing a new horror channel, and their schnick is what they want to do is a, a zombie channel or some shit, and they want to yeah. do a, a one take zombie film, and it's going to be filmed shown live. So you can't do, yes. you know, you can't, and then that's the story within the film. So you have to plan everything down to a T. And he's just a hack director with a, a shit team. Like one's an alcoholic, one's like a fucking pretentious dickhead. And you know, and, and just the other shit. one's like a pop star? Yeah, one's like, yeah, the pretentious yeah, the pretentious dickhead. <laughs> he's like a pop yeah. star. Did you know that him and the other girl in it, that is yeah. actually he was playing himself. He's a real actor. 
Like the, really? Yeah. So those, so that when it cuts into the bit of of a real life they're making, all those actors are real actors playing themselves with their real names. I looked that oh. up. I looked that up. I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, I didn't quite look that up. And so this dude who's like his family, he can't pull his family together. So you get this cool backstory of everyone in the film. It's really cool. Um, yeah. He's got like a daughter who is also works in the film industry, but she's so passionate about her craft that she keeps on getting kicked off of roles and she, uh, you know, her yeah. off the set because she's so about the film and you know, compromise nothing kind of thing. But yeah, she ends up yeah putting the film and then like, but then you, but then you see them make the film and then you realize like everything goes to shit in this film as he's filming it. So you've seen the back end of the film. Dudes aren't making their marks and stuff. So there's all so every bit that you were in the first time I was watching it that you saw them going like, ooh, you know, like what are they doing? You see them yeah. that the reason they stopped talking is someone was supposed to walk in then and they don't walk in and there's a dude there holding a sign up going stall. And so they start like yep. stalling and stuff like that. And like and and it makes that first 37 minutes so magically good. Like knowing yes. what's happening in the yes, background and how much of a shit show it is. And it shows you how hard films are. And I loved that. And this well, is one of the things about this film. So this film is like now becoming one of the like any zombie movie list must watch list. This film is somewhere in the very top of watching this film. And then everyone I not so much associate with, but anyone that I follow in the film industry, they talk that this film is the most accurate representation of making a film. Yeah. So they get that, like, I love this because it's such a well-done zombie film, but I also love it because this is exactly the pain I suffer when I make films. Mm-hmm. I love that. And uh, yeah, so, so many good bits. Like The bit where I was talking before, there's a guy just sitting in the background doing nothing. It's because someone gave him, like, he's like, he's like intolerant to some liquid and the cast, one of the, the crew accidentally gave him this water and he's sitting there trying to hold a shit in because he's like yeah. about to have diarrhea and he like tries to leave the shot in the film and he's like, you're not going anywhere, you're staying. You know, no, I have to leave. And you realise that he's, go. he's just, and then there's like a shot later of him just like doing diarrhea everywhere and I was like, ah, <laughs> shitting. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's and my like, nightmare. And all the weird scenes that like, seemed arty, they were only arty because they just like were just winging it and just the bit where yeah, she's hiding I, in the tunnel and you see those legs walk up and then walk away like she, she's dodged a zombie. Yeah. There's a dude there going, a sign going, pick up the axe outside because, like, <laughs> they lost their axe and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, fucking amazing. So good. And, and I kept I, thinking, how cool, how cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I love seeing that. And I was just like, yeah, I can see why people, like, bleed fucking so much about this film. It's so good. Yeah, like there's there's this one point where one of the actors, he's a huge alcoholic, and he's like, oh, I don't drink on set, I don't drink on set. And then he just gets super nervous. So he just gets absolutely rip-roaringly drunk. And they're trying to sort of, you know, compensate for the fact that he's really, really drunk by getting him to do stuff. And he's watching the director is actually like holding him up Weekend at Bernie style. And the poor guy that gets spat on, because like in the beginning, I'm like, why is he spitting? Yeah, he's, he's vomiting. He's like, like the zombies vomit vomiting. On him. He's vomiting. He's vomiting because like, he's he's drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was uh, really cool that the zombies vomit on you at first, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm like, what's and happening? Then, why? And, and then, uh, if, if you want to get even more meta, 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 I hate to use that <laughs> word, but like the end credits of the film is them actually shooting the shot so you see how they really yeah. did it like which is a bit different obviously yep. so you get like 
the biggest insight into this. Uh, it's so crazy. Like, so it's a film within a film within a film within a film. I mean, and it, I mean, we we've spoiled it now, but like, it, it's not really a spoiler because you get to see how they do it. You know what I mean? It's not about the story. This film, it doesn't matter. As in, in the first thirty minutes, you're just like you're done. Like you know what's going to happen in the in some of it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And there was like some really great moments with like the actress who replaced the makeup lady. So she was the wife of the director and she was basically like wouldn't act because she gets too into her characters. Yeah, she Jared Leto's it. Oh, my God. She's talking to her daughter. She's like, oh, do you not have any hobbies? She's like, I'm trying self-defense. And she starts like, (laughs) (laughs) and and so when they're trying to like stall for time and the, the actor's like, oh, so do you have any hobbies? And then she's just like, oh, I, it's not a hobby, but I, I do self-defense. Yeah. And he's like, oh, show me. And she's just like, does this thing. He wraps his arms around her. She just basically lifts her arms and she's like, pop, and somehow gets out of it. Yeah, the pom the word. The they film, keep going on about the pom word's really important. Pom. <laughs> <laughs> As she gets super duper into this role and she just becomes absolutely like crazy in this role, She everyone tries to stop her and every second it's like, pop. She just like slips out of it, keeps going. Someone else tries to grab her because it has that, that really weird bit where she just comes back to life for a second in the original film. And like, why did that happen? And then yeah. you realize it's because she was really unconscious and she woke up. <laughs> so he had to like choke her out because she was <laughs> just wouldn't listen. No, she this... was just too into it. Oh, yeah, I it was it was such a fun romp, like. Seriously, you it see was. here, the film cost 25 grand to make and made 25 million? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's basically <laughs> 20 basically $25 million for free. Yeah. They got for that film, like it uh and it was and a lot of people I think um the actors because it was most of the people that were in the film were actors fin- like finalising their studies. So they ended up paying to be in the film, not being paid to be in the film. So oh. they would have just come away with so much experience and a lot of open doors, I'm guessing, because holy shit, this film is great. I like the bit where there's one of the girls was like, when I was watching the original part of it, which I didn't know was a film of a film of a film, there's a bit yeah. where the zombies are chasing it and like the camera is zooming in and out and like and I was like, oh my god, that's so cheesy and horrible. And then later on <laughs> she comes in and goes, How about we zoom in and out? And they're like, No, that's cheesy yeah. and horrible. And then she takes over and does it, and then someone else is watching it. They're like, Oh, how cheesy. That's amazing. <laughs> like, and I was like, This is such a good film. But it, it, like everything about it was so much fun. At no, I don't think there was any point where I was sort of sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on? I hate this." No, the first the just, first bit I did hate because I thought it was going to be an hour and a half of just that. Yeah, if it was an hour and a half of that, I would have had a problem. But yeah, exactly. No, it just that's what I was worried oh my about. Lord. Yeah, I would definitely rewatch this um, at some Same. stage. Yeah, I was. I think um, I was meant to watch it with Liz, but she was busy playing video games, so I think she's really going to get into it. I also kind of want to show my mum this. I think she'd really dig it. Yeah, I want to show the guys um, on Millennial Movie Talk, the other movie podcast, yeah. which you guys should check out if you just want to hear about just normal films, not just uh, that's, uh, you know, check out Malo- Millennial Movie Talk. They're friends of the yeah. show. Um, I've been on there. Very good. So, yeah, I want to show them because they're all film students and stuff like that as well. Yeah. All right. Just, yeah, I think this they'd love this. 
everyone should watch this film. Um, for those of you who are looking for it, it's on Shudder. So sign up, get your free seven-day trial and just check how, it out. How much is Shudder? I've got to ask that. Um, I think it's like $7 a month. And what's the caliber of films? Have they got stuff like Evil Dead on there? Or is it more just like all those like... <laughs> no, those there's two, heaps two, two, two B ones. <laughs> hey, those two B ones are the best. They're not. Um, no, there's like there's heaps of stuff on there. There's a lot of original content. Um, they've got the lot of foreign films as well. Um, some eighties, just a lot of everything. Hellraiser, all the Halloweens, many okay, cult, so lots tourist, of tourist. Like, yeah, cool. A lot of slashics, as they call them. So yeah, it's. It's well, worth it, I think. A lot of those films aren't on any streaming service, I noticed. Like, when you go to horror on Netflix and that, you get, like, just all the Netflix Shit. horrors, which are, like, those crystal clear, you know, carbon copies, you know, too, too crisp kind of horrors. Or you get, yeah. like, a one every now and then. You get, like, a Hereditary or something like that. But you don't have that, like, 1980s catalogue, which is where all yeah. the, all our, or probably all your or my favourite films were created, like that 1980s. 80 to, I you think know, 90. I'm not sure if they're really good with the um, a lot of the 80s. I'm not sure if their catalogue is still growing because um, I know Amazon's got a lot. And then there's, of course, HBO Max that has just started up as well, and they've got their own, like, stack of horror films. There's too many streaming services. Just I need one consolidated streaming service. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. stop. All right, so let's move on to our second film. Of our homework assignment, which was Maximum Overdrive, 1986 <laughs> by Stephen King, written by Stephen King, directed by Stephen King. What the fuck, Stephen King? <laughs> I think we sh- we need to like edit that. Directed by a cocaine-fueled Stephen King. Oh, yes, he was very cocaine-fueled. All right, you want to do the uh, synopsis? Yes, Stephen King's masterpiece of terror directed by the master himself. That's the tagline of the film. Do you know what's funny about this film? Like, not in the like, there's a couple of posters of this film, and one of the posters is a whole bunch of trucks on the front with like puppet strings on them, with Stephen King being the puppet master. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, when when the director is on the cover of the film, you know you're in trouble. Mm. Well, they're really trying to sell it. They were, uh, were they? Because they realised they had a hot fucking mess on their hands. (laughs) Anyhow, what's oh my the, God. what's the synopsis? Uh, when a comet passes close to the Earth, machines all over the world come alive and go on homicidal rampages. A group of people at a desolate truck stop are held hostage by a gang of homicidal 18-wheelers. The frightened people set out to defeat the killer machines or be killed by them. <sighs> so, yeah, straight, <laughs> straight away, the first time I was watching this film, I'm like, okay, machines are coming alive. Fine. Yeah, but every machine that came alive did shit it can't do. <laughs> like, yes. So like, I don't, I don't care if your electric knife comes alive; it can't move. No. It can't walk along the floor and shit. Like, that, so that was I number mean, one. I mean, it can vibrate along the floor. Like, you know, you put something that's running and it vibrates along the thing. That's about it. It can't jump and attack you. The best part of this film was in the first thirty seconds. Is when, the, right, when fuck you. Yeah, there's, so there's a building, like a Wall Street building with like the stock market on it, and it, it just suddenly starts reading the stock market is fuck you. And I thought, yep. <laughs> 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 and then the, the second best bit of the film is oh, most of the music is done by ACDC. Oh my God. And it's yeah. just like, who made you? And I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? Oh sure. man. But 
it could have been saved. The main star is Emilio Estevez, but he couldn't save it. No, no one could save this. You know, like, let me just like clarify. I didn't hate this film. Like, if I had a bunch of people come over for movies and beer and pizza, I'd be like, let's watch Maximum Overdrive because it's a group of people taking the piss out of it kind of movie. It, but uh, it, halfway but, through, it just it just lingered on. There was just a bit like, so it's basically a whole film with them just trapped in this truck station. Oh, and, yeah, don't get me wrong. This, this film is like an hour and a half too long. Like, And there was no reason why they couldn't leave. Do you no. know what I mean? Like the trucks were going around them, but like they were slow yes. and they, they showed a whole bunch of times he could just run around them. There was no, yes. th- and that happened in this whole film. Every time there was a situation, you're just like, but you could just walk away or walk, yeah. get away. Like, and yeah, it happened so much. And the fact is they had a rocket launcher, which seemed to have endless rockets and they didn't use it till like near the end. And mm-hmm. then they just overused it. And I'm like, why didn't you guys just shoot the trucks before instead of staying there for days? And then the yeah. trucks tell them in bloody Morse code that they oh, need to be sure, filled yeah. up with petrol. And if they don't yeah. do it, you know, we'll shoot you with this machine gun truck <laughs> thing. Yes. And they, a machine gun and truck. And they do it. And there's like a montage of them working really hard. I did that in inverted commas, by the way. You can't say that. Like, you know, it's so hard to put petrol in and, they're, you know, they're fainting because they have to put petrol in for so long and it's the hardest thing in the world and they're sweating and I'm like, they have to go and lay down because they're putting petrol in cars. I'm like, isn't that your job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they work at a fucking truck stop. That is your job. Yeah. It seemed know. like all the lines were ad-libbed at the start. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. There's that one, the waitress, and she's just going outside and, like, just screaming things there's a just bit, randomly. It's like, what is this? This has got nothing to do with anything. There's a bit where Emilio Estevez and another character, like, sneak away from the trucks and they ha- they go in this tunnel and out and to something to, to save this guy. And it's like, they're looking into this tunnel. It's like, it's like a storm drain. They're looking at all the torches and they're like, how deep do you reckon it is? Emilio Estevez just goes, fucked if I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, such a weird line. <laughs> like yells it out. And I was like, yeah, that, that's a bit weird. <laughs> like, that seemed like. Yeah. So it's got Yeardley Smith in it. How do you say her name? Is it Yardley? Yardley Smith. The voice of Lisa yep. Simpson, who I looked up. Yeah. And is, um, so she gets, I didn't know this, she gets $300,000 an episode of The Simpsons. And her net, her net worth is $55 million now. And, um, oh my god! Yeah. Well, and she's like actively embarrassed by this film. If you ask her about this film, she is completely embarrassed by it. Well, you should and be for good reason. She was absolutely garbage in this film. Yeah, she plays she like was an annoying so wife. Fucking annoying. I was just like, if you were no, I wouldn't say that. I I just let her die. Just let her die. Yeah. So he was annoying. The whole film is just like, there's that. Stephen King. Apparently, he was coked out of his mind. He can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's embarrassed. He's even he's embarrassed by this film. So when people yeah. ask, ask him like, "Why haven't you directed another film since Maximum Overdrive?" His response is, "Just watch Maximum Overdrive, <laughs> and then you'll know why." Yeah. 
Oh, man. Well, there are a few really good moments. So, like, the bit where the, at the very beginning where the bridge raises up and the, all the cars are, like, smashing into each other. Like, this scene where this woman just basically goes yes. straight through the front windshield. I'm yeah. like, that's fucking sick. And there's a couple that's of really so good well really good shots of uh, corpses getting, uh, bodies getting run over by trucks and stuff. The blood's oh, way too... that got run over by the... Um, Steamroller? Steamroller? I'm like, <laughs> yes. More um, of that, please. Yeah, the kids storyline was probably the best is this is this kid who's like kind of like going through the neighborhood when it's all coming out and you know there's like lawnmowers after him and you know ha- however lawnmower can like you know the lawnmower when you look at that lawnmower that's chasing him the wheels aren't even on the ground it's yes. like it's got a motor underneath it driving it along and I'm like oh guys at least put the wheels on the ground so it looks real um i really like that he was being stalked by the ice cream truck yeah that was cool the and then it comes like, at the end and then the they, just, they just shoot it yeah. with rockets and it's dead Sure. There's That's a, right. I the coach getting soda machined. That was pretty fucking hilarious as well. And that kills kids. There's lots of kids killing in this film. I know. You imagine being the person on set who's like, okay, my job today, I gotta pelt a bunch of cans at kids. Let's do it. <laughs> the soda machine, yeah. <laughs> they just find away. And then like at the end, like the trucks just basically drive through the place. Which I just thought straight away, why didn't they do that? Because they get like a um a bulldozer to come and just hit the building a little bit. And I'm like, that thing could just go through the whole building. Why don't yes. they just knock the building down and then the people have to run out? And, Pretty much. And, I mean And why do the, the trucks want to kill people? Well, I mean this like I say, this there are so many plot holes in this film, it's Swiss cheese. Oh yeah. So at one point, like is the building listening to them? Because the trucks are outside communicating with the people on the inside using Morse code with the horns, but somehow they're, they're controlling the electricity. So is the building is listening to them. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of heavy breathing and growling. No. So the machine gun thing was heavy breathing and growling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was the thing that was happening, and I'm like, why is this happening? The machine gun thing, which is what we're talking about, isn't even a real thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like it's uh, not a turret. It's just a little. It's like a. It's like a little set. It's like a little car. Like say, like imagine like a golf a golf buggy without the top on it, with just a stick coming out with an (laughs) M60 machine gun on top. And I'm like, when is that ever used? (laughs) Yes, never. And Never how can it answer. turn by itself and do shit? Like, it just didn't make any sense. Like, no. I mean, I mean, lots of horrors don't make sense, but this was just like Tom Fuller. This is idiocy. It is. I'd like to discuss because they use the Happy Toys truck. So the famous Green Goblin truck is used so much in the marketing of this film. Now, I'd never watched this film before, so I assumed that this truck would be in a hell of a lot more than it was. It really wasn't in it that much. No. Also, it's a Happy Toys truck. Why the fuck have they painted it black? Because <laughs> it's happy. Because uh, <laughs> it's a goth happiness. The um, yeah, and then uh, there's there's just no threat in this film. Every bit that they're, at every point they're in a, a situation, they could have just walked or ran away. But yeah. they made it as if they were really trapped, like they couldn't get away. And I'm like, no, nah, you can't. Like that's not true. But I mean, so the trucks, the trucks were alive, but the cars were not. Yeah, or some cars were. So, but okay, so why some cars and not the other cars? Like, Very. these are the questions that I have. Stephen King, I have questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it just didn't make. I, like I said, it didn't make sense. 
There's like that weird, like, so the Milo Estevez and what, there's a, a girl in it as well. Just suddenly they have a sex scene. And then yes. straight away after the sex scene, which was like out of the blue, they're just a close up of them just like eating, eating this yeah. like, like cream bun. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why is this scene here? Why is I anything? mean, I have questions. You guys just met like less than 12 hours ago, and you guys are already fucking. You got some choices to make. Yeah. Assess your life. In like an apocalypse. Like, you haven't even like got your shit together. But as I said, like, <laughs> They've all got they got a rocket launcher with endless rockets. Why didn't they just shoot the trucks and leave? Well, there was a whole arson down like art like thing downstairs. It was just full of guns and shit like that. And that was the other thing. They had guns. They kept shooting things and it would hurt them. But mm. they shot the machine gun to kill it. Yes. <laughs> it just that there's nothing about this film that makes sense. And but I'm kind of okay with it. I don't know why I'm kind of okay with it. Like, it, it wasn't a great film. I gave it, like, two stars. I accidentally gave it three, and I tried to change it. <laughs> I did see when you gave it three, and I'm like, you hated this film. I didn't hate it. I understand that it's cheesy. I understand that it's stupid. I like its, its lineage. I like the idea that Stephen King made it. He was on Coke. I like the idea it got made. I like the idea that it's got a big truck in it with a face. Everything about it is funny. Like, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like, it would make a great video game. Like, I can't believe they haven't done a maximum overdrive video game. They probably have. Um, and I just don't know that it exists. But, like. I mean, look into it. Yeah. Or oh, there you go, video game people. There's your idea. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing it. You just, like, you just walk, sidestep out the way of trucks and then fuck a girl that you've met. <laughs> like, done. You came number one. You yeah. came first. It's all good. Yep. Milo Westerves. <laughs> Um, I'm sure everyone in this film is pretty embarrassed. Um, right, Stephen King's embarrassed by it. He's just like, oh, shit, what have I done? Um, but I understand yeah. why people like this movie because part of horror, as we've mentioned before, is the love, is seeing that, is finding that love in films that normal people who don't like horror would just hate. And that's yeah. that's what we've got. We um We have that ability to somehow... Go back to a time and a place that we watched the film in, a feeling, a, 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 a lifestyle, and we get that from these films. So when people say to me, I love Maximum Overdrive, I don't say, oh, you shouldn't because it's shit. I go, okay, he's he's probably got some, you know, bit of history with this film, probably saw it when he was a little kid. As a little tiny kid, I probably would have loved this film because it's got violence. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, what is it? <laughs> I mean, I liked munchies when I was a kid, and obviously I should be, uh, you know, put against a wall and shot for that shit. <laughs> Any- I mean, look, back then it's fine. Now you know better. That's true. All right, let's move on to our third film for this week, which was I had yeah. high hopes for this film. You uh, did. Lord of Illusions, 1995, directed and written by Clive Barker. I think it's written by Clive. Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah. Clive Barker, me mate. Is it directed oh, by Clive mate. Barker? Yes, it's directed by Clive Barker. Yeah, right. Um, once again, a novelist <laughs> getting to direct and film, probably not your best idea, um, but it was okay. So did you want to read the yeah. uh, Snoppo? Oh, yeah. Trust nothing except your fear. <laughs> During a routine case in L.A., New York private investigator Harry Demure stumbles over members of a fanatic cult who are preparing for the resurrection of their leader, Nick a powerful magician who was killed 13 years earlier. 
Now, I yeah. got us to watch this because I'm reading the latest Hellraiser novel and Harry, Harry Damore, however you say his name, is the main character, which I kind of okay. l- like that idea. So I sure. think one of our um, uh, – Adam Gillespie, one of our friends of the show on Facebook said, like, if they have, if you have Hellraiser and then Lord of Illusions and they make the, the Scarlet Gospels, which is the Hellraiser book, yeah. that's a pretty good trilogy that will merge together into themselves. Mm. But um, now, was the main guy the guy from Quantum Leap – uh yeah, that uh, what was his name? Uh, uh Scott Bakula, but Bakula. Oh yeah, Scott, Scott Bakula. He's he's from Quantum Leap. I don't foresee him as being a leading man kind of man. You don't think he's got a chisel? He's got a jaw though. He does. He's he's got his Dirk Square jaw, but I just I don't know. I don't see him as like he did work. I mean, not that I've ever watched Quantum Leap. But he does sort of seem like that very TV sort of sci-fi kind of lead actor, not someone who is a leading man in a movie. Leading man. Leading I kind of liked him, but I was expecting more from reading, you know, um, is this based on a novel? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I thought you were reading it. That's why we were No, watching. no, no, no. I'm, I'm reading... I'm reading Kyle Barker's new novel, which has him as a main character, but I don't know if he's. You know, okay. I don't sure. know if it, Lord, I'm going to look at Lords of Illusion was ever a um. Illu. <laughs> um, so there's was, a character was, in it called Swan, and it took me about thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, too long to just figure out where I had seen him before. Oh, what was he and in? Why? He plays Benny in The Mummy. All right. So he's the guy where he's like, oh, look like we're on the right side of the river. And he's like, looks like we've got all the horses. Um, Just that really creepy guy in The Mummy. Um, He is Swan. And he's still creepy in this as well. So Lord of Illusions, the film... Yes. is based on a short story in Clive Barker's Books of the Blood in Volume 6, which I've never read the sixth volume, um, called uh, The Last Illusion. So it's just based okay. on like a little a little story. Um, yeah. So that that's it. That's probably why it didn't pan out to be the best film. But mm. that's okay. Um, so anyhow, what did you like about this? It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. It just it did seem like I was sick home from school watching a day film though. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. You know what I mean? Um, like <laughs> this this was another film that I thought went on too long. Like there were so many points in it that I was kind of just like looking at my watch and okay, what's this? okay, come on. Like well, like it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't watch it again. Well, I was um I was like sitting there in the opening going it weirdly seems familiar. Have I seen this before? And I watched it probably like three quarters of the way through going, have I seen this before? <laughs> like, I don't I love when that happens. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Did you it, figure it out? Had you seen it? I don't know. I think mm. I had, but once ages ago, but I just forgot about it. Like, There are so many films like that. I love when that happens, though. Mm, I um, really. I love that the bad guy was Kruger from Seinfeld. Uh, Nick's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I recognised him. I was like, I know. I, I saw a bunch of people here. Like, who is this guy? 
Yeah. Um, the main girl with the actress Jean Grey in the X. Oh my god, yeah. Was... I had crush on Famke Jansen. Was she in the, the the faculty as well? She was in the faculty. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people from the faculty were in there. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I um. It was. I mean, it was okay. Um, I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed um, when they got at the start when they got. I thought the best bit of the film was when they bind him, and they like. Yeah. They put these metal, which was very Clive Barker, like, you know, these, like, yeah. metal bits on his face and they screw them into the side of his head. And I was just like, this is sick. This is cool. I, I just like that idea. They they can't kill him, so they just bind him in, like, a, a basically a steel mask. Um, I'm sure that it has a name, like like an Iron Maiden or something like that or something, or, you know, or a chastity belt yeah. <laughs> for the face. <laughs> Chast- face chastity. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a really good. That was really cool, everything like that. That was um, like because they buried him in, in the middle of the desert as well. So Yeah, and like, that was nice. I did notice that um, we got to add to our Wang Watch 2020. Did- there was. I They cut to L.A., so there's sexy L.A. saxophone. Then straight after, like leading straight into that, there were some titties, and then soon after that, Wang. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Wang watched. I know, just a dude, just for no reason, is completely stark naked, full frontal nudity, and I was like, "Wow, oh, general like that." She gets a yep, her, her wang, her wang shot, her, her dose of wang for the month. <laughs> I'm going to count it out. By the end of the year, I'm going to be like, "I watched this many films with wangs in it." Yeah, it's, how great! They have a bit in it where there's like this magical, you know, this room where all the magicians in the world's secrets are in it, and yes. like. And there's all this crap in there, and I was just so looking for the puzzle box from Hellraiser to be in it. Like it just, and yeah. I can't believe they didn't put it in there, just in the back. No, I'm very surprised by that. Because like you know, you got have... it's a Clive Barker. You know, it, it's it's made and directed and written by Clive Barker, as if one of the puzzle boxes wouldn't be in a well, a room that has all the magical, mag, like you know, tricks and illusions and magic in it in the world. In it, I'm like, oh come on, That's... guys. That's true. I did like the the holographic demon that was in the magic room. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I like. like I um, really like the look of that. There, there's some really good effects of like when Nix can get into your head. He puts his his fingers yeah. into the side of your head, and what you see, he sends you mad. And what you see, like when you see people, that effect looked crazy good. I was like, that's mm. awesome. It involved a bit of morphing, and involved a bit of like practical effects, a bit of computer effect, and just you know mushing it all together. And it just like I was like, it involved like. Yeah, just, it was just a good effect, like people kind of yeah. like peeling open and stuff like that. Um, how do we... It was very, so 1995 this film was made, so they used a lot of um, CGI, but it was all really bad computer, sort of everything was just a bit shapely and meh. It did have some cool bits though, like the bit it where did. like the binding was good and the bit when they first introduced Nick's and he's on that weird floating nest thing. Yeah, that was cool. Like, and now I'm like, oh yeah, and that, at the start, I, I I think that had a really strong opening, kind of like you didn't know who anyone was or what was going on. But I was like, oh yeah, if this keeps up, this I'll be happy with that. But it kind of just lost everything after that, and then it was just a bunch of scared people trying to avoid that guy for the whole film, basically, and that's yeah. all it was. And then they yeah. just, I can't even remember how they beat him. I'm not even going to bother thinking about it. <laughs> like, that's fair. 
Um, I see your notes that you had that the main guy looked like a JoJo's character, and I had to laugh out loud because I know jo- I know of JoJo's. I've never watched it, but I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he totally was. Yeah, so this isn't Nyx. This is like his secondary guy who's part of his cult because it's got a cult connotations, which is also yeah. cool, but they didn't really go with that enough. I didn't mind yeah. the cult of like the people who kneel on the broken glass and cut their ha- hair off and stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah. But like it was... Although- it was there for the no reason. Much, all the ladies scalp themselves and the guys were just like, oh, just take a little bit off the sides. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the main guy who's kind of like trying to resurrect this Nick's guy, this bad guy, he, he just looks like a character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He's like very flamboyant. He wears – did he wear a male crop top? He No, he didn't, but his, his shirt and his pants were very, very tight. He wore like gold leggings at one stage, I reckon. Yeah. And that was a bit. You can't go off-putting. wrong. He looked, um, yeah, he looked like a very JoJo's bizarre adventure. Like he would do those weird, like kind of body contortedly poses, like they did. He was just very camp. Um, yeah, but I liked him. Uh, the I whole was film fun. was very homoerotic. Like it was, there was a lot of homoerotic undertones in this film. Well, there always are in Clive Barker's films because he is yeah. a, a, a gay man, and he, I suppose, when he writes sex scenes, he write what you know. And well, stuff like that's that. true. Because I noticed, like, through all Clive Barker's sex scenes that he's had in all his, like, novels or and stuff like that, if they're, like, heterosexual ones, they're always, like, the worst time to have sex. Like, they're always, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're covered in blood, we've got dry dirt, or you know, like, in our wounds and stuff like that, and then they decide to have sex. Or they get masturbated by, like, conjuring up beetles to masturbate their penises and stuff like that, or... Or there's a monster that makes you like watch your friend die while he wanks off to watching that and stuff like that. Like I'm like, yeah, not very sexy. <laughs> Which I'm fine with because I don't like sex scenes in movies or novels or anything. I'm I, I don't watch I don't watch films to watch sex. I don't want to if, if I you know if I want to watch sex I'll watch myself in the mirror. <laughs> like I just don't think or pornography. I don't think it's like a thing I want to watch in films, but that's me. I can't stand watching people kiss either. So I'm a, re- I'm a real, uh, right, my wife thinks it's hilarious. I'll look away. Like when there's a, uh, someone kissing on screen, like, so you're you know, like a 12 year old. Yeah. We'll know when people look away when someone gets an injection or something like that, like they can't stand the side of blood. I do that to kissing people kissing. Oh my God. I can't okay. handle it. It's gross. Oh, Pe- fair. Fair enough. People shouldn't kiss. That's strange, but that's the, <laughs> Hey, that's, Everybody, we're all different. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's but, butthole bullet is one of your notes. Yeah. So, like the very end, they they. I mean, look, spoiler alert! It came out in '95. You've seen it or you haven't. They they shoot him in the head. Um. So where he was shot originally 13 years ago, they shoot him in the head, and it's just like puckering. It just looks like a butthole is yeah. just sucking in, and then just all of a sudden gushing with blood. It, eh. My last, it was, my last, like notes. I giggled. Yeah, oh yeah, I thought that was a bit erotic, like it was a butthole. But then again, I watched <laughs> Naked Lunch last night as well, and so. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. That um, I actually watched, yeah. I actually watched a uh, uh, you know, Naked Lunch explained afterwards because I've watched oh. it so many times and I love it so much. And like, oh my god! Like when you you hear someone explain that film, I'm just like, what everything represents, like interzone and everything. Everything represents yeah. a part. It's basically. It, it's just William H. Burroughs' life. Do you know every lot of stuff in that? He, so that was him. He went through all that stuff. 
Yeah. He, in real life, he did. Uh, can you remember how he, he kills his wife in it by shooting her in the head, like trying to shoot a glass off of her head? Yeah. Yeah, he did that in real life. That's real. Oh, my God. Her name was the same name as the girl in the movie as well. Like, it's all what it's an interpretation of what he remembers from that time. And, like, Interzone was like a representation of, you know, his, um, of something or other. The typewriters represented his un- unconscious. Like, and when you know all that and you rewatch it, it's like, holy shit, you're a genius. And then you get Cronenberg to do it. Yeah. And they work together really well. And, like, they just, like, created this, like, in my opinion, it's a masterpiece. It's a crazy masterpiece that works on so many levels of, of, but it's it's basically all about him admitting about being a homosexual. Like, that's what the whole thing is. And, like. I I have vague recollections of that film. I just remember like going to university to we were having a screening for one of my uni classes and I rocked up like you know, I was a little bit under the influence of something and I just sat there having a horrible time and I'm like what the fuck am I watching? I need to leave. Oh yeah, man. Okay. I'm going to go home now. I can't move. Holy shit, someone save me. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't move. And I haven't seen it since. Yeah, cuz I have those two really um we can't really talk about it on this show. It's not really a horror film. It's got some elements of horror, but yeah. It's um it's got like the, you know, he tells two stories in the film. Like there's the first one yeah. about the person that the hemorrhoids get stuck in the car and it pulls the guts out of the of the person. And the second yeah. a, and the second one is about the guy whose arsehole can start talking, but then it takes over him, which represents mm. like, you know, at first he has fun with his ass and playing with his ass, but eventually it takes over his life and he, and it destroys him. And it's his like guilt of like becoming a homosexual, like these stories represent. And the first one, yeah. And it's just like, fuck crazy. That's crazy. I mean, they're all still all theories, if you know what I mean? Because like, you know, you know, it it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, my last note on this film, sorry, I digressed. Um, my note, my note is I had high hopes, but I was disappointed. And your last note is, meh. (laughs) (laughs) But like I say, like, I just kept looking at my watch the whole way through and I'm kind of like, this movie is dragging on so, so long. It just just needed to end. And just when I thought it was going to end, no, I just kept going. Yeah. It had a very Stephen King feel to it. I felt like, yeah. you know, the, you know the, the group of people that have fought this, this thing and have to come together at the end and fight it again, uh, you know, a lifetime later, like very it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or a lot of other Stephen King films are same, like very similar or anything by like um, uh, Joe Hill, like his son is very similar as well. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyhow, so all up, it's okay. So all up, so, I, so, so yeah. far our reviews for our films are Cut, Cut of the Undead, amazing. Cut one cut of the dead, sorry. Uh, yeah. Maximum overdrives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's hot trash. It's, basi- it's basically Kesha. And then, <laughs> and then you got Lord of Illusions, which is just like, like we said, it, it's there, it exists, but you're probably not going to talk to it at a party. You just, you just realize it. No. That movie's there. You're not going to chat to it. It's fine. No. You wish it was better. I really yeah. wish it was better. Especially because, like, the character. Like, Harry DeMorne, like, could have been more magical. He should have been more... Because ba- his character is basically Constantine. You know what I mean? Like, he is this gnarled magician, magician destined for hell. Like, yeah. you know, he knows all the tricks. He has tattoos all over him um, that, like, uh, that are... His tattoos kind of react when there's certain demons around and shit. Or 
and stuff like that. So he knows when there's danger coming and stuff like that. Or and mm. uh, they had they showed the tattoo on his back. Did you really they showed that a couple of times? Yeah, I I was like, mm, that's not real. That's yeah, really bad. But it done. never came up, and they never like. But yeah, but uh, like he so um, Scott Bakula he had done research into like he was researching into his role and he, he the tattoo was put on his back after he'd done all this research, but they don't explain like well what conclusion did you did you come to there Bakula like what like what does it mean why well it might have been in the film but they might have cut it out or something like Quite that possibly. but like I I thought like Demore's character he was kind of unnecessary like. Yeah. Like th- those other characters kind of got, did it all anyway. They, they, you know, they got it. He was just there. They were magicians themselves. Like that other dude. Yeah. He was okay. Someone yeah. had, to, someone had to shoot him in the face. Who it's shot him? true. Yeah. Anyhow. Shot him in the- yeah. Let's move on to horror no. news. Each week me and Jen take you through the horror news you need to know about. Welcome to horror news. <laughs> I was a, a werehorse. A werehorse. <laughs> so, I love it. What are our horror okay. users? So it looks like uh, Robert England is going to be, uh, he's just announced that he's got a signature coffee brew coming. Of course he has. Which is sort of super counterproductive to uh, his uh, alter ego, young Freddy Krueger, who just does not want you to drink coffee because he wants you to go to sleep. Well, I've seen a couple of these. Um... Uh, articles about this actually with different taglines. So, Freddie wouldn't approve is the article yeah. of this one, which is from Dread Central. Uh, Freddie wouldn't approve. Robert Englund announces signature coffee brew. I've seen one that says, like, um, never sleep again. Like, yeah. Robert Englund needs you to stay up. And I'm like, well, that works. Like, yeah, I, mean, I Freddie, like that. Freddie wouldn't like it, but like, yeah, I, I thought I, it was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that have their own signature coffee or chili or this or that or the other. I think it's a nice little shtick. What is the coffee brand called? Dead, so, dead sled. Dead sled. <laughs> dead sled. Dead coffee. So, so he is kind of like he is kind of like coattailing on the Nightmare on the Street kind of stuff. I think so. For his coffee like, brand. They seem. I like their logo. They've got a really cool bat logo. I like that. Um. I haven't seen but that yeah, logo. It's pretty cool. So they've just like over the last few months they've been secretly working on a new coffee project. Um so now he's been able to to launch it and I like the Twitter post that he did. He's uh just like, looks like the fo- folks at Dead Sled Coffee are going to let me have my own signature brew. Maybe a pinch of price, a bit of Bella, a vial of Vampira. Nah, going to make it my own. Strong enough to keep you awake. Stay tuned. I like that. Okay, so Dead Sled Coffee is an existing brand and he is just coming yes. in and he's doing like a he's doing like a, a batch or whatever like under under his name, so which is a yeah. good idea. Um I think so. I mean, right, we're over on Hack the Dino. Um Ben, who we do that with Ben, he uh, he has his own coffee brand. That's yeah, cool. He, I don't even know how one would do their own coffee brand. Well, he's a coffee roaster, so he's, he's got all the machines and he roasts his own coffee, gets the beans in, and he sells. He doesn't sell to the public. He sells exclusively to um, like cafes and stuff like that. And he, he goes through tons of it every every, every how often. Uh, his coffee's really good. It's called Black Market Coffee. So if you see Black Market on a um, in a cafe, it means it's really good coffee. Like He's really good at what he does. I'm really impressed with yeah. his coffee all the time. I would be interested to learn how to do that. 
Well, I think you need gigantic drying machines. <laughs> How's that? And I like think co- bit- coffee beans are really like, they're like, you know, it, are they hard to get or whatever? I don't know. I, I don't know. This whole, it's, it's very entrepreneurial and uh, I have interest, but never any follow through. So <laughs> kudos to everyone who does this kind of thing. You could probably make your own brand of coffee pretty easily because I think like for people like him, he can roast the coffee for you and then you brand it with your branding. Interesting. I think he, I, 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 I don't, you know, we were thinking about doing like green light coffee for a while, like my comic shop. Yes, that would be amazing. Green light grains or gr- oh, no, what are they called? Beans. Green beans. Beans. Green beans. Oh. I, no, I think green beans oh. is bad because green is a bad coffee. And it doesn't matter. Um, anyway. Now I like this idea. I mean, if I ever yeah. get the opportunity, and if it's got horror branding, it's got a, if it's got something kind of like that, I'll be all over it. And I love coffee. Like I mm. friggin' love coffee. When I gave up um, heavy drinking, I replaced it my with coffee. Getting into yeah. coffee, like you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not really good at coffee though. Like I have a couple. If I have like three, I go, mm. I get so jittery and gross, and feel like I sweat more, and I'm oily and. <laughs> <laughs> Like gr- I love it. A gross heap. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Yeah. I I I have a few too many throughout the day and depends on my level of stress. So I think I replaced coffee with smoking for a while there. And yeah. So much coffee. I've, I always feel that it's a better thing. It's a better vice, is that what they call it? Yeah. A better yeah, vice like- than like drinking, smoking, drugs. Well, they're all drugs. But you know, shit drugs. Um, yeah, like coffee. If you're gonna choose one, and you choose coffee, and I have long black coffees, so I don't even have milk in it. I don't have sugar in it, so my, it's just basically just super water, really. <laughs> <laughs> super water. See, there you go. I was gonna call my coffee super water, super hot water. It. But yeah, Robert Englund. I wonder when they're gonna do another. When's that? When's that Freddy Watch? What's happening with Freddy Watch? Nightmare Watch. I think it's uh, it's a bit. Of, it's I think it's it's fallen asleep. Oh dear! Need some uh, need some of his coffee, England. Need get some your, coffee, England. England, get your coffee into the, the nightmare franchise now. Bloody turkey! Now, right now, now. Cool. I don't think there's anywhere else we can go with that one. No, that's it. That's fair enough. It's awesome. What's our second story? Looking. Okay, so everyone might have seen this one because this is all over the fucking internet, and uh, so you can stay overnight in the last remaining blockbuster via Airbnb. For four dollars a night, and the internet is lording this over all of us Australians who do not live in America and cannot go to and experience this. The last blockbuster. This is fucking cool. If you've got Twitter, there is a Twitter account called the Last Blockbuster, and it's fucking hilarious. I highly recommend following if you have the tweeters. Is the place? Because there's a picture here of, uh, or there wasn't one of the articles I read, and it had a place called like the actual shop was called the Last Blockbuster. Is that this place? I think it is. And they've taken the last bit off of it, so it's more legit. But they take the piss out of Blockbuster and customers, and it's fucking hilarious. You know what's weird? Is this real? Like, can you sleep sleep here? Because there's, like, it's just got the glass out the front. The people could just see you. Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, a spot at the back. So it's, like, it's out the back. They can't see you. They've, like, turned the storeroom into some like into this little airbnb it looks really cool like it looks very funky yeah, it's all like blocked off so you can't see no one can see you yeah they you can you can them. see them in the in the window uh, from the outside picture 
you can see the Blockbuster mm. logo, which is the one that, that shows like, and then a fold-out bed. But there's VHSs there. It's covered in, covered in the all. You get all the videos. You get rain. Looks like all the snacks are there. Mm. Or the beauty's like a hotel, you know, with what you take. Yeah. Um, Dustiness. And it was four dollars a night. Or was it four dollars a night at the start? The introductory offer or something like that. No, no, it's um. $4 a night, free cancellation until 24 hours before check-in. Um, so $4 a night equals about five fifty-eight Australian dollars a night. So that's pretty freaking cool. Doesn't seem right. I, why wouldn't they charge like $50 a night? I, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think it's um, one of those things that it's, it's either going to go really, really well or really, really bad. But they can't. They won't be able to keep, pay electricity bills for that. All... I don't know. It looks great. What would you do? So can you go in with people, obviously, have like a, a movie mean, night? But they've set it up. For people who haven't seen it, they've set half the, block, half the blockbuster is normal and half of it is set up like a 90s uh, uh, lounge room mm. with all like the dodgy, you know, like uh, like sponge painted shit, you know, that to make it look like marble and stuff like that, like very 90s grossness. It's got like... Got a lot of 80s vibe actually to it as well. Like that, it's got an 80s bedspread with the old um what used to be on the contacts, you know, for your books, the the pattern. Yep. Um the lollies look like they're just normal nerds and wonka and stuff like that. It's got like old old uh hi-fi system, like old school mm-hmm. with VHSs and stuff like that. It's got beanbags. It looks great. It looks like a fun night. Like I'd be stoked to do it. It'd just be like basically though. We kind of can do this. We live in, we're lucky enough to live in Adelaide right next to bloody Starblaze collectible. So, which yeah, is, right. Which you is, could go do it now. Yeah. Well, I have done it heaps of times. I just hung out there on like, you know, which is basically a video shop exactly like this. You put movies on, you put VHSs on, you hang out, you drink beers, you have fun. Great place for anyone who um, is a collector in Adelaide of VHSs and stuff like that. Starblaze collectibles. Look it up. It's, um, I think it's impo- appointment only or Thursdays or Saturdays or something like that is the only days that they're open. They're that, mm. they're that niche that they only open very hardly ever. But if you do get in there, it's sick. It's basically this in Adelaide. You've been there, haven't yeah. you, Jen? I have. It's great. I love it. It's very us. But, yeah, um, cool. I would definitely stay here and I would watch The Monster Squad. What would Damn you right. watch? I'd probably watch Scream. Really? That's your go-to? Yep. yep. I suppose that does in- encapsulate Blockbuster a fair lot, doesn't it? Mm, Where yeah. to me, yeah. like, Monster Squad is more like earlier focus video and stuff like that, um, which is what I had when I was growing up. I don't know if that's a if that was just my local one or if that was a franchise. Let's look it up. Fo- focus video was a franchise. You remember it? Because it had TV. I do remember it had TV ads like Focus Video, yeah. Great Home Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> um, there doesn't seem to be. It. I suppose. What am I doing? You write Focus Video into like the into Google. It's obviously going to be about how to use your video camera and focus. But yeah, I don't think I've got much more to say about that one either. It's pretty basic. Like, it's, this was a bit of a, a bit of a slow week this week for some news. But yeah, I just thought this would probably be a nice little thing to touch on, have a little say, have a little opinion. 
Um, of course, we have posted these both of these on the Facebook page. Uh, so if you want to have your opinion, jump over and comment. What about this news art? This news article, which I just found on iHorror, which is the Godzilla Museum allows you to zipline into a kaiju's mouth. Oh, how fucking cool is that? Yes, have, I'm so excited. Have you seen this picture? I have, and I'm really bummed out that I can't go to Japan. We're meant to go to Japan this year, and uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. No, so I love how fucking mask so I can go zipline into Godzilla's mouth. I love um every every time there's like a theme park in Japan, like Evangelion World or any of those kind of things, you get like the themed foods that yes. are hilarious. Like yeah, so you, there's always curries. They always find a way to make a curry. Like you know they've got here um so they've got like a bun. Are, are you looking at this? I'll bring I'll bring this up. I'll put this in the in the notes, Jen, so you can bring this up. See that that link. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you go down, they've got like so you know Godzilla in Shin Godzilla when he's like that half form and he's that weird thing. Yeah, you know, they've I got love it. they've got like a hot dog that represents that, and they've got sticky <laughs> eyes. <laughs> um, and then they've got like I don't even know what this other one is. It's like a a cake with strawberries in it, like a cream puff. The eyes, and I guess that's supposed to be Godzilla's face. And then the eyes are They've got a whole bunch of different like curries. So they've got like the Mothra one, which has like, um, which has a, what are they called? Uh, uh, Nans as its wings. They've got like the yeah. bird one, which has actual chicken wings coming out the side of it. <laughs> yeah, that, the, uh, is that, it's not Ghidorah. The, the first one's Ghidorah. This is Rodan. I think it's some Rodan action. Rodan gosh. <laughs> looks great. I'd fucking, I want to, I want to go to there. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, the, so, the cool thing with like all these things, like the Evangelion World one's amazing as well. Like, there's so much stupid shit in there. Like, you know, there's like the elevator from Evangelion that you stand in with the characters, the one that has that real famous scene that just goes like three minutes and shit like that. And you go and there's like a full size Ava head when and an attack happens and all this shit. It's great, great fun. And you can see here they've got the same with like Godzilla's here, like the costumes. I assume they might be the real costumes as well, or some of them at least. Like, mm. o- o- like standing over like the miniature cities and stuff like that. So, but this is really cool. The zip line is crazy. If- I know. Like, that's just like next level. Japan are just on a whole other level. And I love it. But I would, yeah, I'd definitely go there. I went to one of them called Alcatraz. Um, okay. So they have heaps of theme restaurants. And if you ever get the opportunity to go to a theme restaurant in Japan, go to them. Any of them, okay. all of them. Sure. Is that the you know that real famous one like the robot the robot restaurant? You've heard of that? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. But we went to one called Alcatraz, which is a horror themed one, and it's oh. wicked. So you're walking and there's like you know glass floors with corpses underneath it, and it's like it's set up like Alcatraz, like the uh, the jail or or some yeah. shit. And like so you got you the the cells though uh, only go up to about probably my chest height, like to my nipples height, like your room. So you have to duck into them. They're like bars on them. And you have to kind of crawl to your table and then you sit because you sit like, you know, like, you know, without, um, uh, you know, with chairs anyway in Japan, that vibe. But then there's also top story ones. You have to climb up. If you're in the top bit, you have to climb up like an iron ladder and then get into this little cage. And because it's so hard to like do anything, if you want the, the staff to come over, you have a, an iron bar that you rattle the cage like, up and down the bars. <laughs> like, 
that's so cool. And then all the food was like, um, like Claire got a drink, which was like it came in a hum- a severed human head, and he drank it out the brain and stuff, and like, oh my lord, yep. and just shit like that. It was amazing. But then we went like on like the the twenty fifth or whatever anniversary of Evangelion. So like halfway through the night, it just went pitch dark. And then the mm. Evangelion music started up, and then all the staff just started dancing in the aisles to Evangelion. I'm like, what's going on? This is like, <laughs> that there was no relevance to any of the theme at all. <laughs> like, I've yeah. I've heard that bloody theme song so many times, and I've never watched the show. Oh, you turkey! Like, yeah, um, yeah. Theater restaurants in Japan, like theme restaurants, are, are, are so fun. Like, yeah, and they go all out. You know what I mean? Like. Well, there's a Godzilla hotel as well that you can stay in. Yeah, Aust- so it's like this huge. Yeah. Of course, the fucking Aussie stays. Yeah, it's Aussie. apparently it's like six hundred dollars a night. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he stayed. No. He stayed in the Godzilla room. Like Aussie is uh, the King Kaiju collectibles guy who like sells a lot of this kaiju stuff at our shop. So yep, at Greenlight Comics, so you can come down and check his crap Buy out. Buy some kaiju stuff. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, of course nice. he stayed there. Um, well, that was his dream, yeah. and like apparently yeah. you can't get it right. It's actually yeah. not even a. It's not even a hotel. It's one room. Oh. So it's like in the Godzilla hotel. You know, one with the Godzilla on it. Yeah, you can see. Yeah. yeah, it's one room. It's the Godzilla suite, and he got it. Yeah. And it's got everything in there. Crazy, like you know, collectibles that he just blew his mind over, like behind glass and shit. That in the I room. can imagine. But yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, he would have lost his shit. He would have loved it, the little turkey man. <laughs> All right. So that is good. I really want to. I mean, I'd love to go back to Japan. I, I That's the one thing I'm missing with this whole coronavirus thing is that the, the, yeah. the there is no ability to go to Japan. Not that I probably would go to Japan again yeah. like recently, but the idea that I'm not, I can't, even if I want to, I, yeah. you know, like aches me. What if there's something I want to like, you know? What if I see something? I'm like, oh man, I really need to go to that. I really need this hot dog <laughs> that looks like semi semi form Godzilla. <laughs> I put, need it. Can you put that up? I on? need it in and around my mouth. I will. I will put that up. Just put that up on our Facebook. Anyhow, let's work out. So this is obviously a different format. We might be running a bit shorter than usual. Um, we uh, just we're just trying some new stuff out, which is fine. We're still going for like an hour and twenty. Um, fine. So, as you know, we've decided that we're going to do three movies for homework a week and we're going to announce them. So what we're going to do from now on is um, each week we take turns in choosing the three movies. Um, and so next week, uh, this week I'm going to choose and next week um, Jen will choose. So yeah. this week I have chosen to watch this week. I just wanted some stuff I just wanted to watch. That's after, fair. I wanted to watch Evil Dead 2. And I wanted to watch that because of after watching the, the doco on it, I just felt like I, it was it was worth a re a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously seen that before, haven't you, Jen? Yes. Uh, I wanted to watch Under the Skin, which mm-hmm. is the um, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Is that what her name is? Yes. Yes. Um, film. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, good, 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 yeah. good. So you it's get... on the list. It's always on the list. Uh, and yeah, this is the way because I've also found with a lot of these. Um, like personally for me, when you when you review a film that I really want to watch, I can't watch it because I have yeah. to watch the other film. So I figured this way we're going to get it all, we'll see the films. And yeah, well, I think it's, it is a good way. And my last pick is I want the American remake of The Ring. 
Sure. Any reason? Uh, I just felt like watching it recently and I just want to watch it again. I was talking to her about it uh, with someone the other day and I was like, you know, I like this scene, I like this scene, I like this. I actually, I know I'm going to be blasphemous here, I actually think this uh, the remake is better than the original. No, I don't know. That's fair. I think uh, that's the consensus with a lot of people, actually. But Really? Really? Mm, which really. leads into the the discussion, which we can have a discussion about that next week. Exactly. The, the remake, whether it's better than the, you know, what remakes have you seen that better. are better than the original? Yeah. Uh, a controversial topic. The Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not true. Um, okay, so let's move into housekeeping. Jen? Yeah. Okay, so you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast. Terrorvision Horror Pancake. Terrorvision Horror Pancake. Podcast. Uh, with Dan and Jennifer, uh, we are available on all streaming services, uh, so Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere where good podcasts are. Um, please uh, leave us a, a comment, a star rating, a, a follow, just anything to sort of help us grow. Um, we also have an Instagram. You can follow us that at Terrorvision Pod. Uh, we are we have Facebook, we have email, so terrorvisionpod at gmail.com, so you can let us know what you would like us to watch. If you do like something that we've said, if you don't like something that you've said, hate mail, love mail, anything you want to do, just, uh, you know, shoot us over an email there. Just don't put anthrax in there, wherever, no. you, get, wherever you get that from. I wouldn't know. No, How Cindy, would you acquire no, no. anthrax? I, yeah. Because you know, I people at one stage, that was like the thing that people were doing. They were sending anthrax to people as like a way to. Oh, my high school had an anthrax scare. We got evacuated. Is which it, is stupid it was because it was like Walunga High School. <laughs> yeah, what, are, yeah. what did they make it out of? Almonds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was probably just talcum powder and they didn't smell it. I don't know. That is true. Um, and if you want to listen to um, a bit more of me talk about video games, I do a video game podcast um, over on YouTube called uh, Hack the Dino, and I do that. I'm the co-host with Braden Dixon, Bren Rosenthal, and Flop- Floppy Starrick. Uh, so go over there if you like a bit, want to hear me talk about a bit of video games and stuff like that. Uh, it's a visual thing, so we have you know we got we got we got visuals over there, and we also do a podcast as well, which is the same. Exactly the same thing, but done with just with no visuals. Oh, what a professional I am! And I think, <laughs> love it. And you know, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs>